Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. This is your host, Stu Jenkins. We're talking with RQN member Kathy Walker. But before we, we get started with St. Patrick's Day and St. Freddy's Day, I have a few discussions about uh, next week's show. Folks, you want to stay tuned to FM 98.5, Saturday, October 7th at 10 a.m. I will talk with former Councilman T. Keith Gurney about how slow cities policies are degrading downtown commerce and quality of life for residents. Then at 11, hear former Grover Beach Mayor Debbie Peterson talk about Slowcog's proposal for a countywide increase in sales tax of a half a cent. And South County City's proposing ever-increasing water rates to fund a sewage recycling plant for your drinking water. If you can't tune in, you can live stream that program at 10 a.m. September 30th worldwide at knews985.com. Well, Kathy, we were talking briefly about St. Patrick's Day and what RQN has done to try to help the city weather that. As I recall, the city set up a... uh, a time around St. Patrick's Day when they would double the fines for certain things like uh, being drunk in public, well, any anything that had to do with misbehavior. This last St. Patrick's Day, uh, as it was approaching, you, you did some things to try to help the city uh, weather the way some of the fraternities had gotten around that double fine period. Right. Yeah. So the safety enhancement zone is the period of time when the fines are doubled. And it is true that it's doubled on St. Patrick's Day, which is March 17th every year. However, St. Freddy's Day is a completely separate celebration. That's a a made up holiday by the fraternities, isn't it? Yeah. They start partying at four o'clock in the morning. And but when? Is it before or after St. Patrick's Day? It's the Saturday before winter finals. Oh, my. So it varies. The date varies. But it just so happened this past year, St. Saint Patrick's Day was on Friday and St. Freddy's Day was on Saturday. So they were back to back, which is the perfect storm for a huge mm-hmm. neighborhood impact. And what happened uh, this last St. Freddy's Day, uh, did you get word that something was happening? Well, I knew that it was going to be bad because in 2022, there were about 2,000 people in our neighborhood. Um, and so in last year, that doubled. It was at least 4,000 people. Um, unfortunately, in 2023. In 2023, correct. Yeah, yeah. And there was really nothing that the police could do. It was it, They were overwhelmed. All they could do was stand around the perimeter and um, make sure that people were safe, you know, basically. But there were people climbing up onto the lines, doing pull-ups, that sort of thing. Climbing up on the lines. On the telephone poles. Telephone poles, electrical lines. They were telephone lines, so they didn't have any electricity thank, but thank goodness thank goodness yeah. yeah but they were they were observing and just watching to make sure that people stayed safe but they did not intervene and uh, who was observing the police department and um i believe there was a report that four four thousand four thousand five hundred uh people assembled in one yes one block yes they did and right right by our house i was there to watch the entire thing and that started at Four in the morning? Starts at four in the morning, and um, fireworks start to go off uh, to wake us up, and 
just screaming and partying. They're, they're, the goal of these students is to have the party over by 10 a.m., and they accomplish their goal to have their party from 4 a.m. till 10 a.m. And uh, the police just stand in the perimeter and, and watch it happen. I On my YouTube channel, which is Slow Shenanigans, is the name of the YouTube channel. Okay. Um, you can, or you could Google Cal Poly St. Friday's Day. And I have two videos, one from 2022 and one from 2023, that you can see what we deal with in our neighborhood. And I... I there's been talk of the safety enhancement zone being expanded to include St. Friday's Day, but the city council has made no movement in that. In fact, the police were supposed to have an after-action report, and that has not come out yet, as far as I know. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, this this is an open invitation to the uh, police chief to come on this show and talk about why that hasn't happened. So we'll we'll uh, we'll see if we can get him in here. Now, um, have you have you sent these videos to the city council? Yes, I have. I've sent them to the city council and the police department and the city manager. And have you gotten any response? None. Anybody? No. None whatsoever. I've said it's a public nuisance. It's having a grave effect on mm-hmm. our quality of life, and there's no response. And in a sense, that's uh, closing off the public street itself. Now, uh, the the double enhance, double fine enhancement period that is St. Patrick's Day itself. I think it's a couple of days, isn't it? It's just one day. Just one day, uh, and um, because you know, my wife and I live very close to downtown, I can tell you at eight in the morning uh, this last St. Patrick's Day, we walk downtown. We usually try to stretch our legs and get some exercise downtown, see the city when it's quiet. But on St. Patrick's Day, it was uh, mobbed. Uh, there were people going from bar to bar, um, and quite a quite a number of folks who were uh, not just unsteady, but they had trouble walking. They'd be leaning from side to side, uh, and uh, sometimes getting help from other young people. Um, but it got to the point, there, there were extra police officers downtown uh, with their bicycles, but it got to the point where uh, two or three of these folks, um, you know, they were, they were in need of medical care, right. uh, alcohol poisoning. And, yeah. um, you know, we had to find some officers to get them help. So that that's what happens at 8 in the morning on St. Patrick's Day in downtown San Luis Obispo. Yeah, I think the bars open at 6 a.m. Oh, yes. Uh, they open at the earliest opportunity, and there's a lot of people down there. Um, most of them are uh, young, and, and uh, you know, if their parents could see them, they'd be embarrassed. All right, folks, you're listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. Stay tuned. We're going to have a really good session with Saro Rizzo about homeowners associations. For more information on Slow County Public Policy and the Law, visit our website, knews985.com.